I get a chance to meet a lot of people, talk to a lot of people, and there seems to be a definite season of change upon us. Many of us are working through some difficult things. Uh, many of us are, um, uh, have trying circumstances, and there seems to be a real change in the air. So I thought I'd talk about uh, a man named Joshua out of the book of Joshua, which is one of the Older Testament books, and his, uh, his story in the Older Testament of how God used him in a new season. And when it, there was a coming to an end of an old season, there was a new season beginning, and sort of the change that's taking place there. And as I, I thought about change, you know, I reflect on change, and I got, you know, I got kind of, this, even a song like that can bring back kind of nostalgic moments, and you think about some, some of the good changes in your life, and and um, one of my, my fondest memories, of course, is, is the change that took place within me when I first came here in 1995. I did not know Jesus, and I was kind of a broken shell of a human being when I got here. And that you know, first song we sang about that peace and the comfort and the rest and that sort of warmth that you feel uh, inside when you first meet the Lord and begin to follow him. That was one of my fondest changes in life. Um, I have other really fond changes. I know not all of us are, are married and have kids, but I'm very, very fond uh, memories of my wedding. And, um, you know, I know everybody says their children are the best, but I'm the one that's not lying when I say that, you know. <laughs> I got great kids. Um, and so there's all these wonderful, there's changes Changes sometimes are refreshing, and sometimes change is just a real blessing, and um, it's, it's kind of great to look back. Other times, changes um, are a li little bit more difficult. They're a little harder to work, work through and walk through. And the type of change I'm going to focus on today, unfortunately, is that second type of change, um, where it's a bit of a struggle and a bit of a challenge. Because as I've met people and talked to people, and even in my own life as I've reflected on this, I feel like most of us are in more, more that second place, that more difficult change place, that place that challenges us, that place that really grows us and stretches us, um, that place that, of change that um, takes us out of our comfort zone. And this is exactly what's happening to Joshua in the passage. Um, so we're going to spend some time there. We'll look at uh, the passage. We'll, we'll try to bring some reflections out of it around this theme of change. Uh, but first, I'm going to pray. So, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to gather and carve out a niche of this um, holiday weekend for you. I pray, Lord, that as we have made the effort to get here, that you would really show up in a mighty way. Um, and allow us to just hear from you and, and what it is you want to say to us. Uh, we want to be open, Lord, uh, to, to hearing your voice, maybe for the first time, Lord. And whatever it is you want to say to us, I pray you would speak it and we would have ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, in your passage, uh, uh, in the scripture passage that I put in your handout, is Joshua 1, 1, 1 through 9. And um, on the top, it's correct. It's verses 1 through 9. So if you're looking in your Bibles, verses 1 through 9. Underneath, somehow, the, these, the references got messed up, and they started with verse 4. That's actually verse 1 that just says 4 in front of it. Um, it's a little confusing. If you minus 3, you'll be there. So 
<laughs> when it says seven, it's verse four. Don't worry about it. We'll just, how about we just read it and we'll skip the numbers. All right. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I've given you. From the Negev wilderness to the southern, uh, in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. And this is the land that, uh, that's still in the news today, the West Bank, Jerusalem, all that. That's the land right there. Uh, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong, be courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land that I swore their ancestors I would give them. Be strong, be very courageous, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, and then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything that's written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Again, he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Joshua begins a, a new chapter in the history of the Israelite nation. Uh, up until this point, for the last 40 years, the only leader they had known is Moses. And Moses is probably one of the most famous characters that you'll read about in the accounts of, of uh, the Israel, Israel's history in the Older Testament. The first five books uh, of the Bible are kind of the books, books of Moses. And then the sixth book is this book, Joshua. And so there's a huge shift going on. There, Moses is, okay, if you think about how we're led as a country, we have three branches, executive, legislative, the, the, and, uh, and judicial, right? So we, we have these, we have judges, we have lawmakers, we have a president, we have, uh, you know, all these systems set up, checks, bounce, whatever. Okay, Moses was all of those, okay? I mean, imagine, think about the power. He was all of those. And not to mention that, if you throw Pope in there, he was that too, because he was their spiritual leader. And so... You can't underestimate the importance of Moses to the history of this nation. He was, plus, if you think about it, it wasn't even what, that wasn't even what he was known for. What he was really known for was uh, the power of God that worked through him when he took the Israelite nation out of slavery and he led them through the, the Red Sea and the Red Sea parted the power of the Lord to part the Red Sea so they could leave bondage and get out of Egypt. And so he's associated with this miracle of God, this huge, massive miracle of the Lord. And he's associated with the power behind that. And so not only is he their leader and the person they trusted and the only one they went to for any sort of concern, whether it be from the law to judging to, to just uh, who's going to feed us. He was everything to them. They looked up to him, and now Moses is gone. And we're picking up right here, right right at the spot where Moses dies. 
And, and if, even if you look at verse 2, what does God say to Joshua? He says, you know, look, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites across the Jordan River, into the land that I'm giving them. Uh, that verse, that phrase within the verse, Moses, my servant is dead, was a phrase that really kind of jumped out at me. It really spoke to me. I mean, as I, I thought about the passage, I'm going, you know, isn't it, I, I don't think Joshua was unaware of the fact that Moses was dead. Uh, I think he had figured that out without any help. So why is God telling him, Moses, your, my servant, is dead? And I think what he's getting at is there needed to be something in Joshua that acknowledged the season he was in. Okay, we, and I think many of us are in the same season. As I've talked to people and I'm hearing about the huge upheavals and the chaos and the, and, and the different changes that are going on in people. Some people have lost jobs. Other people, they're looking for new jobs. Maybe they're switching careers because they can't even find a job in what they were trained for. Some people are relocating because of this. Other people are, have a relational change going on. And, uh, you know, families are, are, are being, uh, additions are coming. There's some people are getting, there's all kinds of changes. I talk to people in the community, and, and these are not small changes. They're big changes, and many of them are very, very challenging. Very challenging. And I have a couple of those in my own life right now. I have a couple things that I just, if I had my druthers, I would not walk through them. I didn't really want them. But it's where I'm at, and God's saying, look, you, what you're going to have to do, you're going to start with the fact that Moses is dead. You're going to have to acknowledge this is the season you're in. You can't live the way it was. Moses isn't there. You can't go over there and say, you know what, Moses, lead me. That is not an option. Not an option. That part of your life, that part of your journey is done. And I need you to absorb that before I can move you into the new place. Unless you begin to acknowledge and embrace the fact that you're in this season of change, we can't even work on the change. And I know people who have gotten stuck in the past. They don't want to change. They're still living like they were in their youth. They, they don't want to uh, embrace change. I mean, that's what we're talking about here is how to really embrace this thing. And, and so they get stuck. And God's telling Joshua, look, I know you were comfortable with the way things were. You were confident and capable as the number two man. But you know what? That season for you is done. It's over. I'm moving you into a new season. And I need you to accept this assignment. And I know you don't feel strong. I know you don't feel capable. But it, I need you to to embrace this new thing I'm going to do. And so there's an acknowledgement that God is looking for on Joshua's part that says, okay, I'm willing to allow the past be the past, and I will look forward. And it may not be Moses anymore, but I, I am fine with God is with me wherever we go because I don't know what the next season looks like. I don't know what it looks like, and I know it won't look like that, but it's going to be something new and different. Am I going to embrace that? 
And so God's saying, Moses, my servant is dead. There was a, a, a Moses, my servant is dead moment for me when I came on staff here. I, I initially was asked to come on staff at part-time in 2004. And um, for those of you who don't know me, I have a maritime past. So um, the, I, had, I had piloted uh, boats on the bay, tugboats. I did whale watching. I did ferry boats. I did tour boats, trips to Alcatraz, you name it. Um, and I, I ran the boat. And so <clears throat> most of that uh, sort of knowledge that I gained from that season of my life wasn't real, really transferable into my role as a pastor, but um, that's beyond the, the, the point. But, but so I was in this um, transition period where I felt like God was giving me assignments at church, and I was accepting them, but I hadn't quite left the maritime thing yet. My, my foot, I, I had my safety net. And there was a, a season where my license um, was expiring. For all of you who just got really kind of like hopeful about, maybe I'll just pilot a boat. You actually need a license. Um, so my license was expiring. They, 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 they're good for five years. And they're a little hard to get. You have to have a certain amount of sea time. And you have to take your paperwork down to the Coast Guard, and um, you know, the Coast Guard's brutal. The, these people, they, they don't want you to pass, right? So you have to, like this three-day test where they grill you, and um, they, uh, it, you know, you get your license, and then you have to renew it every, every five years, and it, it's, it's not an easy process. It's not something you could ever go back and do again. Let, let, let me say that. It's like, so when my license was up for expiration, I either let it go or I went back into the maritime field. I had to make a choice. And I felt like the Lord was, was asking me to be in this role that I'm in now. And so I had to let that license go. And that was my safety net. And that was my, all of a sudden, it's like, you know what, Moses, your servant is dead. You can no longer go back there. That is no longer an option for you. You don't have a safety net anymore. I just moved you into a completely different realm, into a different season. Into a di you will ne life will never be the same. That's not neither good nor bad, but it will never be the same. That's the same thing he's saying about Moses. He's not saying Moses was a bad guy, good thing. No, Moses is dead. No, he's saying Moses was a great leader, but here, you're going to have to get past this. That was that season. This is a new season for you. This is change, and are you with me? The next thing I thought about is he talks about in verses 7 and 8, he tells Joshua, uh, be strong, be very courageous, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either right nor left. Then you'll be successful. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to do everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And so he's asking Joshua to sort of reevaluate, reassess, and reflect on his life. Actually, he's asking him, he's, he's telling him, you know, here's the amazing thing is we think of all these historical great people in the Bible, Moses, David, Joshua, all these people. We think one of these wonderful, mighty men of God. And he, what God's saying to him is he goes, you know what? If you need to pray and read your Bible. That's what God tells him. He goes, look, you got a big season on your hands. 
big changes. I'm going to use you to lead a whole nation. I need you to read your Bible and pray. And so my, my thought on that was, you know what? It's not a time to pull back. It's not a time to sort of take our spiritual health lightly. It is a time to dig in, to really evaluate how, how is my... You know, how am I doing in my relationship with God? I know some of us aren't really signed on the dotted line with God yet. That's okay, but it's a time to assess that and evaluate and reevaluate and reassess. And, and God's telling Joshua, look, I, it's as important right now for you to be spiritually healthy as it is for anything else. We can't go into the new land and, unless you stay true to the basics, to the basics. And so I, you know, it caught me kind of off guard because you don't really usually think of some Joshua or Moses or something God having to say, look, I need you to read your Bible. But that's exactly what he's telling him to do. So if, he, if Joshua needs to do it, how much more us in that sort of season? And I'll tell you what, I have seen some people in this, this season of change, the season of chaos where things get so difficult, they make rash decisions, they throw away principles that they've lived by for a lot of years, and they make decisions that hurt themselves down the road. And, and so it is not a time to do that. It is a time to be, redouble our efforts, to be careful, and to live with uh, guided principles, and to really take seriously um, the things of God. Another thing I thought about from this passage as I reflect from the same verses I just read from is that be strong and be courageous. Now, God says this to Joshua three times. Be strong, be courageous. Be strong, be very courageous. Be strong, be courageous. In the middle of it, he's telling them, I'm with you. I'm with you. I won't leave you. I won't abandon you. Now, God's not a liar. God is truth. So when he says he's with you, he's with you. And yet at the same time, obviously Joshua doesn't feel that way or he wouldn't have to keep repeating himself three times in three verses. Joshua is feeling anything but strong and courageous. As a matter of fact, he's feeling very discouraged and very insecure about his new assignment. And many of us can identify with that. Sometimes change brings us new roles, new responsibilities, changes we don't like. There are things going on in our lives where God's saying, look, however it was, that's done. That's, that's the old. Moses is dead. But the new has a different assignment for you. And where you were comfortable, you're no longer in that role anymore. And I don't know about you, but for me, I, I just feel very insecure at times. Very insecure that... How can, you know, I, I don't feel, I feel ill-equipped to do this. I think most of us can identify with that. We think, I, this wasn't what I, I was prepared for. This wasn't what I was trained to do. This wasn't the responsibility I thought I had. The whole thing looks different than it was just even a couple of months ago. I don't understand, God. And, and look, Joshua was very competent, very capable as the number two guy. But no, it's a whole different thing to be the leader. And I'm not so sure everybody was really rallying behind him. When the great leaders die, usually the people are going, oh, no, there's the new guy. Well, we're okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And Joshua is probably feeling, what, 
how can I lead these people? I don't know. God, I wasn't this, I'm not cut out for this role. I was happy where I was. Why are you moving me? Why are you, you changing things? And God's saying, be strong. Be courageous. There, it's not easy when we're afraid. Now, I know most of us, whenever there's a new role responsibility, we kind of shy away from it. And yet God's telling him, you need to embrace this. I need you to, to embrace it. Look, you don't even have to completely believe that what I have for you is great. All I just need you to do is sign on with me. Just be strong enough to say, okay, I'm with you, Lord. I'm with you. Because God says I'm with him. All you have to do is stay with me. Be strong. Be courageous. I've, I've seen in life also that it seems like, you know, maybe when we're a little bit younger, we have the insecurities, and then when we get a little bit older, we get a little more set in our ways. It's harder for us to change. And, um, and so there's some of us maybe in different seasons. Some of us may be in, in different categories. But I think change is this kind of change, the kind of change that is sort of a life upheaval, is difficult for all of us. There's the, the wonderful change that brings refreshing and blessing, but this isn't one of them. And I think a lot of us are sitting in that kind of change right now where we're kind of afraid about what's going to happen. And I'm not just talking at, you know, individually, uh, even corporately you know, as a nation. There's huge changes going on all over the world. And things are sort of like, wow, I don't know what's going to happen. And it can be fearful and scary to look at. And God is saying, look, I know it's not the way it was, and I know it looks scary, but I need you to be strong. And I'm going to say it three times to remind you over and over again, I just need you to have some courage. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. I have something for you. I have a promised land for you. I'm going to use you to bring these people someplace Moses never took them. But I can't do it without you having enough courage and strength to say, I'm with you, Lord. Which brings me to my final thought and reflection on the whole thing is that change is um, it's a choice. Uh, I really do believe that change is a choice. I mean, that's the whole point of the message, moments of decision. I believe there are decisions we have to make around change. I don't think, you know, I think we can choose to not embrace change and life goes by. And I think we can choose to, to embrace the things God has and then we open up to new possibilities, new opportunities, new seasons in the Lord, new and fresh things. Or we could just say, I, you know what, I don't want the new. I'm not going to embrace that. That's not my choice. And I let it go. And life tends to just sort of pass you by then. Uh, I wanted to sort of talk about my father. You're going to find out how I got a maritime background here in a second. Um, my dad was an interesting man because he was a very tenacious man when he was young. And he, uh, he had this sort of entrepreneurial spirit where he would, he would go for things that I would, I, I would not have enough courage uh, to go for. He, he started a few companies and... Some of them uh, went bankrupt, and he'd just get back on his feet. He'd go for it. He was a, I have to hand it to him, he was amazingly tenacious um, for a long period. I remember when my grandfather died, my grandfather 
His company had built bridges. They built the San Mateo Bridge on the bay and the, and the, uh, the San Rafael Bridge as well. And when that, my grandfather died, the company split because there was no clear successor. And my dad took the tugboats and he says, I'm going to start a tugboat company. Only problem is there was only one tugboat on, company on the bay. And there was a reason there was only one tugboat company on the bay because this was a day and age when sort of the mafia, Jimmy Hoffa, uh, you know, longshoreman, tough guy uh, spirit was very alive in San Francisco. And so my dad went for it. And, um, and within a few years, uh, he didn't have any boats left. They were all at the bottom of the bay. And um, the pier that he had his offices on were, on were burned down. His car kind of blew up, whatever. So he wasn't in it. <laughs> but uh, you could kind of see, get a sense of what the maritime industry was like 50 years or 40 years ago. Um, but, um, but he had a tenacious spirit. He did not quit. You know what he said? Okay, uh, that season's done then. Here's what I'm going to do. You got to hand it to him, brave guy. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some more boats. <laughs> I'm going to start another boat company. And he did. He got some backers, and they bought some tour boats, and they started doing tours around the bay and around Alcatraz, and it grew, and they got ferry service, and that company flourished. And that was the company I was part of for, for a good 20 years, uh, almost 25 years. And, um, and th but there came a, a change even from that. And what happened was the people who had put up the money to back the company, they sold off their shares. New ownership group came in. They decided they were going to move him to a lesser role, and there was going to be new management. And I thought the role for him would have been wonderful because he was getting along in years. He was in his 60s. He was um, getting a little tired in his physical body. And I thought, you know, Dad, this is great for you because the stress of the, the finances, the stress of, of the company having to make it, that's all off your shoulder. You just get to spend time with the people. That's what you really love anyway. Um, you just get to you know, kind of manage the people. And I thought it would have been a wonderful change for him. And he had always embraced change and gone after it. But this one, he, he just didn't, he could never get behind it. Something in him just couldn't, couldn't succumb to being, you know, taking a step down. And so he, he resigned. And I felt like he lived out his last years uh, uh, just sort of kind of jumping from one thing to another. He did a little consulting. He had something here. He had something there. Had a bunch of pokers in the fire, but he never really had a purpose. He never really had that tenacious spirit again. He never really had, you know, I felt like life started to pass him by because he wasn't able to embrace the last change that was in his life. And for most of his life, he had embraced change and he had been tenacious, but it was interesting to me to watch how you can, you can choose, right? Here's what we're talking about, moments of decision. You can choose to embrace new things and there sort of becomes new life or you can choose to not embrace them and things die. And you just kind of live out your days in the past. Uh, I put in your handout a quote from a man named uh, Jack Hayford. He's a pastor down in Southern California, a famous author. He also runs a seminary down there called the King Seminary, and he said this. He's actually speaking about Joshua here. He says, when God's ready to do something new in our life, it's up to us to choose 
Will I possess the dimensions of what God has both promised and provided, or will I be satisfied with just a corner? Will I live in the shadow of the past, or will I be open to new possibility that the Lord has greater vistas and horizons for my life? Will my tomorrows unfold, or will they fold up? And that's the question we all face. Everything rides on our response. Isn't that interesting? We have a response. We have a choice in this. Now, I, some of you may not be in this huge upheaval season of change. And if you aren't, great. Lord bless you. That will change at some point. <laughs> Many of us are. Many of us are in this, this place where we're going to have to choose. Am I going to, to just sort of reminisce in the past of what it was and what my life could have been, or what I thought it was, or what I wanted, or am I going to move on with the Lord and say, Lord, I don't like the place I'm in, but I'm going to try to embrace it. I want to, I want to walk with you into this new territory, into this new season. And I was more comfortable with Moses, but I'm willing to take the responsibility you're trying to ask me to take and move to a new place. And that's where a lot of us are. And a lot of us are, are going to have to wrestle with that. And it's not a fun place to be because it's scary. If it wasn't scary, God wouldn't have to tell Joshua three times, be strong and be courageous. And he's not telling that to a coward. Joshua was known for his tenacity of spirit. He was the one guy who wanted to go into the promised land. He wasn't afraid of the giants. Everybody else said, no, don't go, there's giants. He's going, no, we're going in. When God's with us, we're going in. This is a strong man of God. And yet right now he's defeated. And God's saying, look, I know, I know, I know. It is a very difficult place. Moses is gone and you're feeling discouraged. You're feeling defeated. You don't know what's going to happen. All this promise about a new land, yeah, that's all just you pipe dreams because you haven't seen it yet. But you have to believe me. I'm with you. And I'm going to walk through this change with you as difficult as it is. I just need you to be strong and be courageous. And that's a choice. And that's a decision on our part to really embrace. What is God trying to do in our lives? Can we embrace it even when it's scary? That's really what I'm talking about today. I've got uh, a closing song that's going to kind of even speak to this more. Uh, in a, in a moment, the, the ushers will come down. We'll have our time of giving, opportunity to, to give to the Lord. But I want to look at this song before we pray and the band comes up. In the, in the second um, paragraph down, it says, So come on, leave the years when you watch the days go by. Come on, leave the fears that you were afraid to find caught. Because while, while you wait inside, the days go by. I think that... Uh, now is not a, a time to pull back. Now, in this season of change, is a time to embrace the new things. It may be acknowledging that the old things are dead. It may have to do with reengaging our spiritual disciplines. It may just be with us having enough courage and strength to say, Lord, I will embrace the new thing you have for me, even though I don't like it. I don't know. All of us are in different places and different seasons. But the Lord is with us, and there is a new land, a new vista, new horizons, new opportunities. I don't know what they're going to look like. They won't be the same as what it was. But for many of us, we just need to embrace the change. 
So, Lord, I thank you for uh, Joshua because he reminds us that even great men of God can be very discouraged and afraid. And I thank you that even there, you're with us the most. And you remind us that you are with us and you are for us and that you have new things for us. And the old may die and it may feel like loss. It may be, feel like grieving. Some of us may be there. We've lost things, we've lost jobs, we've lost loved ones. There's, a, there's something that's changing that we're grieving over. But you have new opportunities for us. There is another side of the river. There is another place that you're going to take us if we'll stay with you, if we'll embrace the change and move into the new season with you at our side. I, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.